0: Hi, we're Cardigan Academy, your helpers for all things mental health, parenting, and education. I'm Devony. And I'm Stacy. And today we're talking about endorphins. So this is finishing up well i i hesitate to say that
1: <laughs> nothing's ever done with i us. know, I
0: know. <laughs> just imagine an, an ellipsis after like every... <laughs> everything <laughs> initially when we began our series on neurotransmitters we figured we would do the happiness one so dose Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, ending today with endorphins. But honestly, um, the more I've been talking to people about this, I've had some people interested in us digging into cortisol and mm. the relationship between ADHD and norepinephrine.
1: Oh, epinephrine and norepinephrine. Yeah. The two, those two. Yeah. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah. To be continued. I don't know.
1: <laughs> this is funny because the other night in our Click and Connect, which is basically a, a virtual support group open to absolutely anyone, anywhere, you literally click the link and join us. And we're all live and it's a wonderful group of people. It's different free. every week. And it's free. Yeah. yeah. Anybody can come. And we were all just talking about, you know, what was going on with us and stuff. And then it also went down all kinds of rabbit holes. It's just, it's so fun to just, to be with a group of people who like to learn and, are interest everyone's very interested and curious Mm -hmm. so it's like adult show and tell
0: in this like amazingly geeky way and i i love it yeah i never knew cardigan academy would allow us to find our people (laughs) so much too yes an amazing side effect and all the
1: laughter—we laugh a lot. Yeah, it sounds
0: like. <laughs> oh, do I want to go to a support group? It's not like that.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's just so much fun. I. Yeah.
0: Everyone said they look forward to it as like the high point of their week. So. Yeah, it's like a social mm-hmm. hour and a half. Yeah. So, endorphins. This was kind of confusing. That it's a, it is a neurotransmitter, but some things I read said it's more of a hormone, and then I was also reading that it's peptides. And I will admit, I don't really understand mm-hmm. what all the differences of of those things mean. But what I do love digging into is word origins. <laughs> <laughs> when I teach my virtual classes for late elementary through middle school. Well, I, I, w- I was going to say homeschool students, but now it's also I've had families find the classes and say, my kids go to public school or do cyber school during the day. but maybe we just want something interest-based in the afternoon. Can you start offering them in the afternoons? And, and so I have and I will, but um, we love to, I love to dig into word origins with kids. And this made me think of that because as I was researching for it, endorphins is from endogenous, which means from the body and morphine, which obviously is a pain reliever. So when you put it together, endorphins mm. means pain reliever from the body.
1: Oh, that actually makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And I never I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: I didn't even. Did you know that before? No, no not okay. Before. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we dig into all of these a little bit more in our therapy 101 klop. The idea behind that was, let's talk about these four happiness neurotransmitters, not to discount therapy, not to discount medication, but if there are small ways we can work into our day to increase these happiness, brain chemicals, sign me up, right? Right. <laughs> well, it's like that podcast where we talked about sleep. I think we were
1: saying, well, we, we made the analogy to sleep, that mm-hmm. to get a good night's sleep, you want a really solid mattress. So there's there's your medication and your therapy. And also, you might want a certain kind of lighting or a certain weighted blanket or a certain scent or white noise, and that's this stuff that yeah. we dig into.
0: Yeah, it's the icing on the cake, right? yeah endorphins are produced by the pituitary gland and the central nervous system basically they are increasing your feelings of pleasure they are simultaneously decreasing pain and discomfort associated with whatever is happening And so they're they're responsible for well-being. So this is the person in a traumatic situation that suddenly has the strength to do something that later you're thinking they were able to lift that car. You know, you always hear that story. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I love to talk about evolutionary psychology, too. Like this is like you were bit by a snake and your brain is suddenly flooded with endorphins so that you can push past that pain to get back to your tribe your shelter to then hopefully heal. So that's that's the reason behind it and kind of the function of how it's working.
1: Yeah, I find it interesting. Endorphins, you, the body, like you said, it'll it'll decrease that pain and discomfort and stress. Like it's it's the natural. It's actually a lot like opioids. Mm-hmm. It's it's like your body's natural opioid response yeah. in a way. In a way, um, just because they of the way the way that it works. Right is a lot like that
0: you might be wondering if you've listened to the episode on dopamine how does this differ because it sounds similar and i even had some confusion with that so when i looked it up they said dopamine is the longer lasting afterglow effect of doing something it's that reward brain chemical right and endorphins is similar but it's more that quick acting rush Mm. of And they they work in conjunction, too. But that was a good way for me to kind of differentiate in my mind how the two how the two work together. And and talking about opioids, since you brought it up, you know, I felt like I couldn't do this episode without digging into that because I've Mm. lost people I love to opioid addiction. What that is doing is basically you're taking a chemical, a drug, an opioid, and still the same thing is happening. You're flooding your brain with dopamine, endorphins. So that's the reaction you're getting. But what happens is then your brain with addiction, your brain starts to say, okay, this is our new, this is the new level that we're used to, right? So then this is how it begins where people need to do more. So maybe they were prescribed an opioid prescription to get through some pain and they've become addicted. So now they're going out and seeking this on the street or seeking other opioid substances That are illegal to continue to get to that same high which again Mm -hmm. is just your brain being flooded with dopamine endorphins probably the other uh, brain chemical neurotransmitters as well then what happens is your brain gets used to this is where we're functioning so you get to a point where you're no longer even getting high from taking the substances you need them just to feel normal and to feel Mm -hmm. not miserable not physically mentally emotionally miserable and in a, in a nutshell that's addiction
1: i'm glad you brought this up for a, a number of reasons one of which is that i see a lot of vitriol in comments on social media when there whenever there's a story about someone who has died of an overdose or when they talk about providing free narc how do you pronounce that Nar- narcan? narcan i think right so. So yeah. i've always seen it written so i don't really I, I i read news and don't really watch a lot of news so they, there's always a lot of this controversy that shouldn't really be that controversial. <laughs> shouldn't we just care about one another? But I, I hate how lately that feels like a pipe dream. Sometimes, like I feel like I'm an idealist for just wishing we would all care about each other, yeah. and I, I I don't want that to be this difficult or unattainable thing. So, but that's been challenging the past couple of years. So to 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 feel like that exists, I know it does. I know it does, and and. I feel that in our Cardigan Academy groups, every time mm-hmm. we get together with these people, my my faith is absolutely restored in humanity. And spending time with you, working with you, the things we do, all this. So I I know. But you know, you have those times where you're like, oh, yeah. the The comments are always very victim blaming. the mm-hmm. The biggest misconception I see is this very moralistic, judgmental attitude of, well, they just shouldn't have started taking drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't take drugs, you know. I realize how many of them, because I see people go on there with their stories, people they've lost, how this happened. I don't think everyone realizes. I think they really think this is someone who one day woke up and said, I want to take drugs. Right. Went to a party, went to a dealer on the street and started shooting heroin. Like that's not, that's not how this works at all. Like mm-hmm. that's just not. <laughs> and I see so many people sharing their stories about how this is someone who never, never even drank or, took drugs or anything and they had a surgery and then they were taking painkillers mm-hmm. for afterwards and then they got addicted like it's not a conscious choice it's not a
0: bad person i have just as much empathy for the people that are rooted in trauma and maybe did start with alcohol at yeah. ages 9 10 11 12 and then moved on to other things exactly it's the same thing we're trying to yeah. comfort our animal brain mm-hmm. to feel better, whether it's because we were physically injured and now a substance has been introduced temporarily that we've become addicted to, or because we came from a place of trauma and we're trying to mm-hmm. just feel okay. Whether it's a physical injury or an emotional and mental injury, yes. like let's start looking at these the same.
1: Yes, I'm so glad you said that because you're absolutely right. And, it's, and it helps us have more compassion for one another when we recognize, I was having this conversation this past week with some friends. Whenever you hear any story, I always wonder about what's at the root. You know, it's I've seen that article that goes around that says there's no such thing as a lazy person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that catches people off guard. But when you read through it, no one wants to be lazy. No one wants to be addicted. No one wants to be miserable. Nobody wants these things. Nobody wants to
0: be in a cycle of poverty.
1: <laughs> yeah, nobody wants these things. They We act like it and we blame them, but people are suffering extreme suffering and i know there are people out there who their response is well i've suffered and i don't do those things and that's great and wonderful how how lucky are you that you maybe have had some really great things in your life in place yes maybe you've also worked very hard i'm not going to take that away from somebody Mm -hmm. but maybe you've had a more supportive family and if you didn't maybe you had a really supportive boss or network of help in some way and maybe you're not lonely and that's all you have is the bottle. You Mm -hmm. know, these things are just not as cut and dry as people like to assume. Yeah, I I was talking to a friend when their son was getting his wisdom teeth out. They had prescribed, I think it was like 30 Percocet. And he was like, are you kidding me? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You don't need 30 Percocet, it's wisdom teeth, maybe, maybe a couple. why are you prescribing because the other thing is sometimes people will take one or two after surgery and now they have all these leftover pills in the bottle and maybe somebody comes over and finds it and swipes it and because and it's feeding this addiction or it's getting sold there's a lot of stuff at play and so he i was talking to my husband about this and asking you know when he had abdominal surgery and they prescribed again a bunch of painkillers and i said why why do they prescribe so many if we know that this is related why is why so many? And then he started talking to me about the different rules of insurance companies and getting getting refills or what you need to do to get more pills. And if someone's home after surgery and they're you know suffering, they're in pain and they're on healing. Their own. Yeah, they're, yeah, and then having to get into the doctor's office right. to be seen to get more. So the doctor's trying to get ahead of that. Again, it is not cut and dry. It's this complex thing. It's it's our messed up healthcare system and insurance company rules and beam counters making decisions instead of doctors. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm learning, you know, the older we get, the more we realize there's nuance and complexity to all these different things. And we don't give that enough credit. And so when we talk about natural endorphins, we're not at all saying that they work as strongly or as dramatically as opioid medication, but it's similar. The results are not as dramatic, but it's similar where it can produce a sort of a high that is healthy and safe without the risk of Mm -hmm. addiction and overdose.
0: And I just want to quick put in a flip-flop of that whole situation, too, and say I'm following the story of a woman who recently had gender-affirming surgery Mm -hmm. and is writing about it. can't wait to someday have her book. But part of what she's saying in real time in talking about this process with people is if i were not white and if i didn't live where i do i would have not gotten the amount of pain medication i received trans brothers and sisters that live other places that look different than me that are telling me that this isn't apples to apples as far as what our experiences are. And I was like, again, wow. wow, here I am thinking I'm learning about, you know, just this surgery. We're talking about the opioid crisis there as well. And, and the flip side of sometimes people aren't getting enough mm-hmm. medications to, st- they say how important it is to stay ahead of that pain mm-hmm. because once it's gotten ahead of the medication, it's really hard to reel it back in. Again, so much to, to think and talk about.
1: Which is good because that that talks about the intersectionality of all of it. Like there's mm-hmm. the socioeconomic component. There's our social systems and our healthcare or lack thereof. There's you know race. There's um, class. There's gender. There there's just so much. Mm-hmm. And it again, it's just not. It's just not a cut and dry issue. I remember too a while back there was a really interesting article about kind of a, a pushback from someone who had, I can't remember if it was an American that lived in Germany or just German citizens in general, but they were talking about in Germany, and there's a German word for it, of course there is, <laughs> but um, there was a word for like, basically they sort of deal with their pain, which I don't, that is on par for me with just get over it, right. or any of these other, that can be very dismissive, so hear me out. They're not saying someone should go through Incredible suffering. But what they said was it was someone who had been treated for things in America and in Germany. And they said in Germany, I can't remember if it's childbirth, surgery, wisdom teeth something. They basically said they they expect some degree of pain mm-hmm. and discomfort. And that in American society, in the United States, there is this aversion. It's just like when we talk about grief and death. People don't want to talk about it. It is super uncomfortable. Um, maybe they don't want to talk about their feelings or these different things. So it's not even like a let's broach it and talk about it a little bit. S- sometimes it's a hard no.
0: It's that scale of one to 10 in pain yeah. and wanting to be at a zero when yes. you should reasonably be at a two or three after having a C-section, for
1: example. That's exactly it. And they basically said in Germany, the t- I remember the headline being a little bit, it was a little flippant. It was something along the lines of like, you know, we don't we don't take drugs we drink tea or something mm-hmm. but it was a, an attention getter and throughout the article they said they will do things like make sure people do have tea and a blanket but they are expecting a little bit of discomfort and a little bit of pain and that you're exactly what you said it's it's not a hard and fast zero and people should not suffer unnecessarily but maybe we do have as a society this aversion to even being the least bit put out uncomfortable mm-hmm. in pain and something i checked on even with myself like i even try to keep that in mind for myself
0: yeah it's like the conversations we were having recently about if you wait for a motivation for something to come Mm -hmm. it may never happen but if you push through that discomfort of not having the motivation again coming back to neurotransmitters that dopamine is going to start flooding your brain and then suddenly maybe it's okay to be able to have to get through whatever the thing is yeah
1: yeah and that was me today i I mean, and any day that I exercise, I exercise this morning and I, I'm going to be very honest. I, I don't love exercise. It's not something, I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, I love going for a run. I love going to the gym. I just, I do it because it makes me feel good. I think more clearly. I'm less distracted. I'm less anxious. I'm less depressed. Um, this is on top of medication and mm-hmm. therapy and all these other things. It's like we said, is these little extra things. I never feel like, getting up and exercising. Never. Mm-hmm. I don't sit there and be like, I, I don't sit there and think, Ooh, you know what I could really go for right now? No, it's much more comfortable to sit. So I tell myself that I always tell myself that thing about motivation. Like I don't need motivation. I just need to put on my damn sneakers. Like mm-hmm. I, I even it's, I know it's not as simple as just do it. Like, you know, the Nike slogan, but I remind myself motivation is not going to come. So, so, do it. And yeah. cause I'm to the point now where I can use a little kick in the pants and I, I give that to myself sometimes. And then once I start exercising, I feel so good. And I feel better on the days that I do. And the days that I don't, I, I really don't feel as good, nor do I think as clearly.
0: Mm-hmm. I've never had that endorphin rush from exercise. But when I was researching this, I found um, something that said moderate exercise. And so when I made my notes, I, I underlined that because it reminded me... I don't have to be running a marathon. Um, It reminded me of my friend Kelly. I think I've told you this story, but I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast. My friend Kelly, the zookeeper, who told me that if I came to see her at the zoo, maybe maybe someday I could pet an alligator. And my face must have shown my excitement because then she clarified, of a reasonable size. (laughs) (laughs) So I always think, of a reasonable size, moderate exercise, that will be just fine you're still going to get the endorphin
1: yes it reminds me of the year that you and i encouraged each other and i think we have talked about this in the podcast before but to choose the word of the year we both you and i some years ago chose the word some s-o-m-e because Mm -hmm. we could both of us have a tendency to be all or nothing like well i blew it so i guess i won't do the thing at all right and just that reminder that some is better than none it's it's something moderate exercise just some endorphins are better than no endorphins
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and if you're gonna get up and you're gonna start you're gonna tell yourself i'm not motivated and that's okay i'm gonna put my shoes on i'm gonna do 10 minutes of walking and and i'm gonna reevaluate 10 minutes in to decide Mm -hmm. if this is going to be a half an hour or maybe an hour because it's a beautiful day and now i've gotten going but on the days that it's not that's okay too and i think that's part of not just what we remind each other but now through cardigan academy are able to share with anyone who's listening anyone who comes to our click and connects we have something in the works for 2022 as far as motivation and having difficulty following through with things and just ways to build each other up in that regard and again it came from a need we found in ourselves and surely if we could use this we aren't the only ones Mm -hmm. Let's, let's create it And it's so trauma-informed, the idea that we
1: need community. We need Mm -hmm. one another. And so often that is the element that's missing. And I love what someone said in one of our Healing from Your Toxic Childhood groups when she said, you know, alcoholics have AA and those are their meetings to keep them on track. And these are mine. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, that is so good. That's such a good point. Yeah, I love that too. Me too. I made my day. That runner's high that you were talking about, I've also never experienced that (laughs) because i don't think i exercise long or vigorously enough for that Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a march in place do maybe do some push-ups or uh, have some arm weights while i watch a television show and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because that works for me i'm going to stick to that because that's better than not doing anything and i tend i tend to follow through more one of the things to note here when it comes to exercise and endorphins is more and more doctors are actually prescribing exercise for to treat mild to moderate depression and anxiety because they have found in studies that they, well, it increases endorphins. Some studies have shown that it can do about what an SSRI can, mm-hmm. but the thing is, and I'm not suggesting you do that instead of, and I'm gonna be honest, when I was sort of resisting getting on anything, I told my doctor, well, I read this thing about a study and." I wanna try exercising first and if that helps me, I'll I'll just do that. And I tried, I didn't always follow through and I was still suffering. So I got on the medication and I am on medication and I exercise because it makes that medication work better. And that's what another study has shown that um, exercise can improve symptoms similar to antidepressants and it can also be used safely in conjunction with and You know, why not improve it even more, like we were saying earlier. So I have found that that combination, for me, taking medication and making sure that I'm doing some exercise, makes it even better. Mm -hmm.
0: Should we go through our list of other ways to increase endorphins?
1: Yeah, I was asking. I was asking my husband just double checking about endorphins today. Yeah, and we were both. I said, "Have you ever had a runner's high?" And he's like, "I don't think I have." And I said, "Yeah, no, I haven't either." And I said. But that's what that is, right? That's endorphins and, and Mark's like, yeah. And I said, so I said, so it's like an orgasm for runners. Yeah. Like that's what it is, right? Right. right. <laughs> Cause sex is also mm-hmm. and, and orgasms are another release of I think it's multiple things, right? Because it's
0: Yes, because if you are engaging in it with a partner, then you're gonna have the the oxytocin that's gonna connect you. Yeah, the serotonin. I bet you get all four, right? From sex with a partner or by yourself. We're not judging.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in fact, we're encouraging. <laughs> like, orgasms release endorphins. I've read about how people who have, but maybe regular pain in their body, back pain, um, different things that are hurting. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. that's what can help. This is your health. This is yeah. health we're talking about. Like it is. As you get older, it's helpful. Like these things, literally, it's. I know people get all like puritanical in our culture about sex and things but it it's natural it is one of our many systems in our bodies it's
0: we have organs that Mm -hmm. need this like it's it's something healthy and yeah your brain needs it just as much as other parts of your body yeah that's right (laughs) i have um listening or creating music on my list creating music Mm-hmm. I don't personally do that, but it was interesting that it was that it was specific that either one works. Hmm. I yeah.
1: that. Giving and helping others is one. And I have talked to my kids about that, that sometimes if I'm feeling down or kind of in my own orbit a little bit, that getting out and helping other people um, makes me it does make me feel good. I really I just honestly, truly enjoy it. And I think for me, there was a period of time in my life where I needed to watch it. Because my, mm-hmm. my boundaries were not as strong and my codependency was stronger, and I would do it to unhealthy levels. So mm-hmm. it's important to know ourselves. but for example, the work you and I do with people, that suits me. Like, it makes me really happy. I, I really, truly enjoy it and I feel very fulfilled. But like with anything else, there's a balancing act. Just like just like you know, people talk about eating disorders and anorexia and bulimia are the two that everyone thinks about. But even someone who does like extreme exercise, you know, to Mm -hmm. the point that they're just exercising all the time and not it's more calories uh, what is it, out than in like that's actually can be a form of an eating disorder as well. And so even good things taken too far can be unhealthy. So for me, there was a time where helping others was taken too far and it was hurting me and not helping me. But I'm in a better place now. And so having that balance um, and knowing that this is something I love that is that is something that can also release endorphins.
0: That's a really good point. And I love how in our therapy 101 club we're providing this to you almost like a menu. Mm-hmm. Like pick several and <laughs> and especially in in a com- make a combo meal <laughs> <laughs> And like we said, some of them are are you're going to get the benefits of several different neurotransmitters from the same activity. So yeah,
1: I would like to supersize that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Meditation is one that was on several, and so was massage. I need a massage. I just had one with Adrian. For those that are local, Brownstone Station in Hummelstown. She's the only. She's the only one I'll go to for massages. And you know, waiting through the whole pandemic, and finally feeling like, okay, I'm ready, and we're going to do this. And we both wore masks the whole time, and oh, it was amazing.
1: I need to do the same and she is fabulous. I, I hear nothing but good and yeah, I need to get in there.
0: I have acupuncture on my list too.
1: Yes, yes, that's a good one.
0: I know a guy. Yeah, <laughs> do you wanna talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, my,
1: my husband is a family physician and uh, one of the things he does on the side is acupuncture. He's he's He went to school for a year to get additional certification in this and the reason that he does it is because He's noticed that there is a time and a place for it. He and the nice thing about him being also a licensed physician is that he's not, you know, he's not telling you that acupuncture is going to cure things or fix everything. And he's got the medical background to tell people straight up. People will say, "Hey, would acupuncture help?" You know, whatever the thing is, and mm-hmm. he very straightforwardly will say, "No, like that's <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not going to fix that. That you you really." And he he has all his patients he makes sure that they have a primary care doctor that they are seeing for whatever the condition is. And then he faxes them and says, I am also treating them and I want you to know. So it's like, it's like, again, it is like that analogy to the mattress Mm -hmm. You're going to your doctor, you're doing your treatments and things, and you might want some nice lighting or sound. There's the acupuncture which can help Mm -hmm. decrease anxiety, decrease stress. Some people get anxiety or get some people get acupuncture treatments, Specifically, simply to relax, like you would a massage. Um, mm-hmm. Same idea. So yeah, endorphins—that checks out.
0: Um, I also have spicy food, and dark chocolate. Not together. They're why not two separate? I mean, I mean, okay, whatever you want to do.
1: <laughs> no, for real. Have you seen those dark chocolate bars that have like chipotle
0: pepper and stuff in them? My husband's huge into spicy things, so <gasps> he needs to talk to Mark. I don't do spicy, but yeah, and I'm sure he would with chocolate too he I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't already had something like that but what i meant was on my list they're not together but again <laughs> no judgment like do you yeah
1: <laughs> mark's been making on the cold nights he's been making himself hot chocolate and i'm like oh hot chocolate huh? And he's like yeah it just sounds good and he said and i put a little bit of cayenne pepper and mm. so he'll he makes his hot cocoa spicy yeah then there you've got the chocolate and the spice
0: yeah <laughs> Do
1: you have anything else on your list laughing yes laughing and this could explain why i have been feeling you know i i have my rough stretches and stress definitely affects me but that since doing cardigan academy actually i have been seeing my therapist less <laughs> mm-hmm. and he knows it and and he knows he can see he's the health and the joy that i'm having from doing this and again part of it's the work but you and i laugh a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I tell my family all the time, like, Devaney so funny. And she makes me laugh all the time. And I'm often looking at my phone at your messages and gifs and cracking up. And I realize I am I am laughing more. And that's definitely contributing to me feeling good. Those are endorphins.
0: And I love how, again, Cardigan Academy listeners, clients can join us now at our Click and Connect and join in with that. We're taking what we, the best of everything we used to get solely from our friendship and opening it up through carding and Academy is pretty cool.
1: And you never know what's going to happen, yeah. what's going to be said, who's going to be there. <laughs> and it is just always a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. So my extracurricular actually has to do with laughter.
1: Perfect. Unplanned. We did not plan this.
0: <laughs> I want to try something new though i want to show you my extracurricular show me yeah okay i'm not going to play that whole portion for the podcast but i want to get your reaction in real time to some of this so we can cut out like a lot of us listening to it seeing it okay let me start i I don't know what this is i'm (laughs) what like, is happening (laughs) have you heard of francis bourgeois no he is a tick train spotter who my husband shared with me and he's been going viral and i think you're going to love him as much as i do <laughs> okay i don't know what's happening <laughs> we can keep recording but i'm going to okay. share my screen okay He's for real. So first, when my husband showed me this, I was like, you know, I always get nervous. We're laughing with him, right? Like, right, we're right. Not, la-
1: not punching down.
0: No. And he truly is this genuine, enthusiastic and delightful about trains. All the neurotransmitters. Right? Like, isn't he the sweetest thing? Yes. Okay. You, you know why
1: you like him. He's you, <laughs> <laughs> but with trains. <laughs> is oh. you. Like for our listeners and Deviny doesn't know I'm going to share this but Deviny and I hung out yesterday in person for the first time in a long time and she opened a birthday present and hugged it. <laughs> it was not alive. <laughs> was not alive and she hugged it and I was like that's the most deony I chatted my daughter at college told her what a great day we had I had so much fun today Dey and, and I hung out and she, our kids know what you know we were getting you and I said I told her and I said you know and she she opened it and I said and she hugged her gift which is the most Devony thing ever.
0: I don't even remember that I hugged you it hugged I hugged it and you remember this, the
1: emotion it was so you okay. hugged it with the like super happy face. <laughs> like, like blissful, and and Mark said to me today, "I wish I had gotten a picture of her hugging the
0: game." I said, "Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'll take one for you." Uh,
1: yes, please. <laughs> it's
0: it's it's true though. Like this genuine, authentic enthusiasm. Just he has such a pure heart. Like I'm not into trains, but watching him enjoy trains, yes. and not just me. Like it's gone viral. Like. Yes, has just been so good for for my soul, for my brain chemicals. And so you can always visit Cardigan Academy and find the posts that we're doing for these episodes and then there'll be links there. So you can you don't even have to have a TikTok account because I don't, but you'll be able to see Francis Bourgeois from the UK loving trains. Fantastic.
1: No, but I, I bet nobody listening knows about this. Like this is a for real, like they're just dis- a discovery. <laughs> Mark and I were also talking about, I, the other thing I asked him, I said, so having Devaney over and seeing us together, I said, was it weird? Is it weird? Do you feel like you're seeing two, two of me? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, it is uncanny how, and, yeah. and what how, how alike we are. And I was specifically referring to this genuine excitement over the littlest thing and like geeking out and it's that thing i absolutely love in my friends when i say do you want to hear something and like oh my god yes like
0: (laughs) and that you're so genuinely
1: excited like i freaking love that
0: and i love how that is what extracurriculars is too right again it's us taking that and sharing it with the world you get to hear genuine excitement because yeah. it's real this isn't fake this is this is us when we're not recording <laughs> yeah and now when my husband shows me a TikTok that he knows i will love because of the content then i'm like oh this is the perfect extracurricular i can't wait to share it
1: with Stacy <laughs> and everybody else there's probably people out there you would be like check this out and they'll watch the TikTok and be like
0: what okay. what yeah
1: did i miss something what I know. is there another one i don't think you showed me the right one and you're like that's it
0: he's happy about
1: trades
0: and sad the and one sad. where the ones are retired like he is just su- such the picture of authentic emotion that i love that how can you not love that
1: i know i love genuine people i just love mm-hmm. love love genuine people and i'm very grateful that like we talk about in our clips have gotten better about recognizing those emotionally safe people and those genuine people like it's just they're just the most delightful people to know
0: yeah it's amazing that those are the people that are seeking to work with us through cardigan academy too right like it's like it's attracting that same sort of person so when you come to a click and connect or a cloop or you work with us in a help session we go into it knowing this is going to be a good person because there's something in what we do that has attracted that because Mm -hmm. it's similar it's the it's the real deal
1: and then people who work with us are our biggest source of referrals it's word of mouth and then they meet with us and they're like okay you guys are gonna love they know who's gonna love it you know and Mm -hmm. then they refer people and it's just it's just so again filling satisfying fun i just i love it so much me too stacy
0: do you have an extracurricular
1: i do So this is really great for our local listeners. I recently learned about a business in Palmyra near us. Her name is Palmyra Cocoa Bomb Mom, and she, her entire business is making these huge, I think they're three inches in diameter, amazing cocoa bombs. And she boxes them beautifully, and she labels them beautifully, and she does anything you could possibly imagine for designs. And then let me start by saying what a cocoa bomb is in case people don't know. I've actually never had one. Um, I've gifted many of her bombs. yeah. And now I really need to try it because everyone says it's the best mug of hot chocolate that they've ever mm-hmm. had. <laughs> but you take this gigantic cocoa bomb, which is basically a, a chocolate encased, like it's a ball and it's chocolate and inside is cocoa and marshmallows or whatever mm-hmm. flavor she's done. And then you pour, hers are big, so 12 ounces of hot water or, or hot milk, which of course, if you're gonna have a cocoa bomb, do it right and yeah. do milk. Yeah. 12 ounces of hot milk, and then you have this, You it kind of melts and comes apart and you have this incredibly rich and wonderful cocoa bomb that was also very beautiful to get in the first. Mm-hmm. Her flavors are like s'mores, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate peppermint, uh, mocha, chocolate strawberry. So, so, so many. She Mm -hmm. does white chocolate. She does even like a a hot spiced apple cider even. So it's not even just hot chocolate. And you go on her website, you order them and you Venmo her and then you pick them up on her porch. Like it could not be easier. And these are wonderful like teacher gifts, stocking stuffers, Mm -hmm. just because gifts, a pick me up for someone. They're very affordable. They're very beautiful. She's lovely to work with. I've never met her, but her messages were so open and willing and excited. She was like, willing to create with you if you have special requests. And she's excited about like I could tell because she used lots of emojis and exclamation points and the way she talked about things. She just seemed so eager and excited to work with us. She loves what she does. Yeah. And it just, it comes through and it's just, her stuff is beautiful. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, go check out her page. She's got a Facebook page and right from there, you can go shop on her site and order. I don't know if she ships stuff that I'm not sure about, but especially mm-hmm. for local, definitely, definitely check her out. She's fantastic.
0: Yeah, Stacy's family custom ordered some for Violet's birthday for us with Violet's on them, and it was it was perfect. It was just so thoughtful and such a huga, right? Such a huga gift. Yeah, right. Huga, huga. (laughs) No, I don't know. know. A warm, cozy, nice thing in the winter. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It warmed our hearts and our souls, and it was it was so great and I can vouch for the fact that they are so delicious and Stacy said she wanted to do this as an extracurricular and I said good because then I can talk about being on the receiving end of this as a gift and tell you yes absolutely especially with the holidays coming up buy these for mm. for those you love because it, it's it's like um it's something to do like it's an activity it's something to consume it's Delicious, it's warm, it's fun, it's thoughtful. Yeah, it was just such a pick me up during dark days. So thank you so much. You're welcome.
1: I'm so glad to hear that. If you're interested in learning more about parenting, education, and mental health from our therapist teacher team, check us out at cardiganacademy.com. And we are also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.